once he gets behind you and he sets you going, you're off. And it's for a time, and it's like the love of God. You don't go around with a silly look on your face and, I love everybody. Holy sh- These love people, the love of God comes up within you just like the anointing. For a person, and that's when it works. When God opens the alabaster box and he just puts the hope forth, and it's for somebody. So seek your ministry of God. Seek your ministry, because God's got a ministry. Don't let's all be as beings and what we're going to be and what we are. Let's get, there's some, there's some big men here, if you call them big men. God's want to use everybody. And you know, Henry mentioned about Peter, uh, you know, and, and out what sort of bloke. And I've done a study, I've done a Bible study on Peter. But by come on, I think that bloke, even he didn't know it or did he? Oh, he says, I'll follow you, Lord. He says, you'll deny me. And he did, didn't he? But you know, when he come out of the trap after he got his baptism, he didn't just speak with a few tongues, he come straight out of the trap. These men are not up there, didn't he? And he stood up and he started. And when he wrote in his letter, he says, we've been eyewitnesses to what Jesus did. In his letter, he says, we're eyewitnesses, we've seen it. And he didn't even know he was an eyewitness because he didn't, but God brought it all back up. And once God touches what you've, see, you've been eyewitnesses, haven't you? And the first eyewitness you are is in yourself. If you know that God's dealt with you, you're an eyewitness. You look in first, don't you? Hey, by gum, he's done it for me. And he can do it for somebody else. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It was only the other day, and I was in the kitchen, and I've got a new cassette player, which I got for my birthday. I was listening to a tape of songs, and um, I was thinking about this and that, about the Lord and that. I was thinking about all these people who have the little problems at the moment, and they're off here and they're off there. And, you know, just as I was thinking about it, um, a chorus came on the tape, well it's, it's a chorus to him actually, and it says, Rouse then soldiers, and rally round the banner, ready, steady, and pass the word along. You know, uh, onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of this mighty throng. And you know, I was thinking about, you know, in wartime, and there's a battle going on about uh, the propaganda. You know, propaganda plays a very important part, you know, to encourage people. And I was thinking about, you know, the word of God, how it encourages to keep going and to possess the land and set people free. And you know, you can, I was thinking about all these little problems, and I thought, well, I've had them. I've had problems come up against me, and you know, times when I haven't felt like going on that. I says, but you know, I've not gone on because of these things, but I've gone on despite them, you know, and, I, and, I've, and I've prodded on and just kept trusting in the Lord, you know, and at times it is a struggle, but I thank God, you know, that He's just kept me and that it's nothing that I've done of myself. You know, I know sometimes you have to chivvy yourself along a bit. And you know, sometimes you have to say, do you know, and I just felt the spirit really saying to me, well, rouse then, rouse then, and rally round the banner. You know, um, I would imagine in the battle times, you know, you would get split up and you'd get off into your own little fights, wouldn't you? And then you'd see the flag and the standard and you'd know where to gather, where people were on your side and you could all get back together, as it were. They used to get back together and start off again, you know. And, and I thank God that there's a place like this where we can just come and rally round the banner. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, I 
I just feel so happy today when I felt happy all the week, you know, but I just felt so happy today and I just felt so thankful, you know, you know, it's sort of a heart of thanksgiving, I'll bless the O Lord. This morning, you know, as I was busy doing about, I was just so thankful for the, lo the Lord's done to me. And you know, that day when he challenged me at work, he said, am I or can I supply your need or not? And that really challenged me, you know, and I thought today, oh, Lord, and I looked at my purse and I saw my money and I thought, oh, you know, my hands went on. And I just praised the Lord and I just thanked him because the way he has met our needs, we've never gone short since I stopped work. He always provides me with something to do here or there, you know, and we've never been short of money. You know, it's just come in to meet our need. Now, my heart was so full and I felt so thankful and so happy, you know, and so it's, and then I thought, oh, and I've been so blessed in myself. I felt really thankful. I thank the Lord for the health and the strength and the joy and the peace. And, you know, and all the spiritual blessings bestowed upon me. Oh, it's so wonderful. And, you know, I was so busy. I got busy with sending out some more tapes, you know. As I was praising the Lord, I thought, oh, that person come to my mind, you know. I sent them a tape and I... I wrote him a letter, you know, and then, and then, uh, and that's how it was. And then I phoned a friend up in Scotland, and she got a real need, bless her. Anyway, as I was speaking to her, I thought, read the reading for the day. So I passed her on to Frank, and while I ran up and fetched this book, and I read it to her. Oh, and she was over the moon. And so I thought the next day I, I typed it out and sent her, and she said she was so blessed with it because it said it really was on the, you know, it was the head on the nail, whatever you call it, really. And it's just lovely when you can do these, well, you know the things, I get them a bit mixed up, but she could hit the nail on the head. when we can, you know, he said, either to have an ear, let him hear, you know, it's nice when we can be in tune with God, you know, and be led by him, and, you know, and I'm just, and I've got another two names now to send tapes to, I'm, I'm busy, I'm going to get them letters written tomorrow, I've two more people have come to me, I thought, send them a tape, and, and I thought, right, and I'm praying now that the Lord will give me, I've got a pile of tapes there, you know, I just would pray that I send the right one to them, you know, that, It'll be the right one to meet the need, but oh, yeah, I just feel so happy within you. I'm so happy. And isn't it lovely when you've got that lovely, happy feeling? Praise the Lord. And this shook me, and they said to another person, and this person told me, they're not here tonight, neither of them. And they said, That's well, nice to meet you. What are you doing for the Lord nowadays? And she says, It shook me. She says, Well, nothing. She says, it shook me, I'm going to start doing something. And man just casually said, what are you doing for the Lord nowadays? And she says, I'm not doing that really. No, I used to do, but I'm not doing that now. Henry, I've got to do something. And she's busy sending tapes out now, and she's been a blessing. And that was Pearl. And David Willis said to her, she says, David, what are you doing for the Lord nowadays, Pearl? She says, well, nothing. He said, it shook me. And this is it, brothers and sisters. If you do a little bit of extra for God, try to bless somebody, get on the phone and give them a little bit of this, taste this meat to what you've had tonight, or, or drop them a letter, you'll be amazed what happens. 
You'll be amazed. The only trouble with me, I send letters off and they keep writing back and I don't want them to because I don't want to I don't, I don't want to do I mean, because when I start to go on and on and on and on, no, no T's crossed, no I's dotted, it's a big job to sort it out, but it's a spirit what they get between the lines that seems to do it. Bad spelling and everything else, but I can't help it. But it works wonders to them. It sets them free. And you can do the same, so you've no excuse if you're a bad speller, I'm a bad speller. If you don't cross your eyes and dot your, I, dot your eyes and cross your T's, I don't do that. But you can do it. It's the spirit behind it that does it. Let's get busy, brothers and sisters, shall we? Next, please. Who's the next? The Lord's been impressing upon my heart the Apostle Paul when he wrote a letter to the Christians in Rome. And in the beginning of chapter 10 of Romans, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. There is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You know, many churches have set up Sanhedrin. They've set up a panel of judgment upon us. And if we step out of their line of expectation, we are mentioned in the Sanhedrin. And the sad thing is that these Sanhedrin very often contain men who have a form of godliness, but don't know anything about the power. Oh, you know, I can just feel in my soul the desire that the Apostle Paul had within his heart. Oh, my heart's desire for Israel. Note Israel. It wasn't for the Gentiles. It wasn't for the people who didn't have anything to do with God. It was the people who were supposed to have known God that he had the desire for. Oh, and you know, when you go and talk to them about knowledge, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not talking about a knowledge there. I'm talking about a knowledge down here. That knowledge that you feel within you. That knowledge that rises up when the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you. When you go and talk to them about that, the mouth drops open and they go. Something that they don't know anything about. But they think, hello, there's something funny happened to him. He's got something that's a little bit strange. Denying the power thereof. And you know, it's very, very difficult to go and talk to them. Because you're like ostracised, you're like put on one side. But I praise God in the Lord Jesus Christ that we have someone who can guide us and someone who can teach us and someone who can bless us and someone with whom we can witness in the Holy Spirit. You know, in the the end of the, uh, the general epistle of Jude, it says, 
Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Saviour be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. I'm glad I belong to that Lord. I'm glad I belong to that Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad that the Lord Jesus Christ is seated on the right hand. Oh, and he's sorting it out for me to be made perfect. Oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I'm glad that I don't have to rely upon the law that this, the, the men in our churches are making. I'm glad that I don't have to rely on tradition. But I've been set free to praise him. I've been set free to worship. Right in the very presence of God himself. Set free to worship. Set free, set free to rejoice before the throne. Hallelujah. And we aren't going to be kept down. We aren't going to be suppressed. Because we have been set free to rejoice. Oh, glory. Set free to rejoice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In many of the places, you know, if you start standing up or, or uh, speaking above a certain decibel level, oh, all the heads turn round and go, who's that? Don't they? Haven't you noticed it? Have you been there? Hallelujah. Do you know that shut me up from praising the Lord from six months? They shut me up because I was thinking, I wonder what they think of me. I wonder what, what, what that bloke's thinking. I, mean, I must think I'm a bit crackers. It don't matter now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
God. Hallelujah. Well, you know, this afternoon I've been reading about Gideon. And, you know, when the Lord spoke to Gideon, and he said unto him, Thou mighty man of valour, and he said, Me, not me. Gideon, he was out in the back porch, thrashing wheat, because he was afraid, because the Midianites kept, com kept coming over and invading Israel. And every time they sowed the seeds and the crops were ready, they came over, they took the crops, they, um, they took everything they could get, and they were a constant trouble. And Gideon's father was a Baal worshipper. He was the priest. And the Lord spoke to Gideon and he said, Thou mighty man of valour, the Lord is with thee. And God spoke to him because he had a great task for him to do. And you know, usually when God speaks to a man, it's the one that we should least expect. And he said, Me? I'm the least in my father's house. And God said, Yes, you. And the angel spoke to him, and he had to prove it. And many times through the story of Gideon, he wasn't sure. It was like a lot of us at times. We get nervous when God tells us to do something, and we think, me? I've had to do it, Lord. We put the fleece out. The Lord answers, and this is what Gideon had to do. But God had his hand upon him. And because... He wasn't very willing at first, but as soon as he began to trust God, he was God wanted him to do, the victory was in store. But it wasn't an easy task. It was a great task when the Lord told him that he was going to lead the army of Israel. And Gideon, he was afraid when he got his army together and he counted up his numbers and he thought, well, there's 32,000 here but when he looked over the other side at the Midianites, there was 135,000. And he thought, as men would think, oh, we don't stand a chance. But when God is on our side, it doesn't matter what the minority is. When God is on our side, we're on the victory side. But God said to him, oh no, you've got too many there. They've not been proved yet. Take them to the river. Get them down by the side of the water. And I want you to prove them. You've got a lot to get rid of. And a lot of them failed the test. Because when they started to drink, he said, watch how they drink. The ones that lay flat on the floor and they're lapping it up, he said, forget about them. But the ones that are having a drink like this, but at the same time, they're looking round. They're on the watch for the enemy. Those are the men. He said, take them men. And when he looked at the men, there were only 300 of them. 300 of them, he looked, oh dear, this isn't there. I'm going to encourage you. And he went down, and while they were outside the camp, two of the enemy, they were sat round a campfire talking. And one said to the other, I had a dream last night. He said, oh, did you? What was it? <laughs> he said, I dreamt a barley loaf came uh, falling down the valley onto the, uh, onto the camp here. And he said, yes. You know, and it were crushed it all up. He said, you know what that is? That is the sword of Gideon. And Gideon heard these words. And it encouraged him. And, you know, sometimes we need encouraging on the way, don't we? And sometimes God uses the people that we'd least expect to encourage us. 
sometimes they're on the other side. <laughs> with a torch in. <laughs> now just think about it, you know, when you read the New Testament, God used some strange people and some strange things. Oh. But they were the things that brought the victory. In fact, last night when I was laying in bed, I was thinking about this and I saw it in a light that I'd never seen it before. And he said, when I blow the trumpet and you hear the sound, he said, I want you all to blow your trumpets and break your pictures and shout as loud as you can, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. <laughs> now just imagine. <laughs> now just imagine in the middle of the night there was dead silence. There was dead silence in the Midian, in the Midian camp because the army were changing duty. Some were coming off the nights and some were, were going on. And so when the time came, when the appointed time came and he blew the trumpet, just imagine how chaotic it was. They blew the trumpets, they brought their pictures and they shouted as loud as they could. And the, the Midianites were so afraid, they didn't know what was happening, they were confused, they didn't know whether they were, it was pitch black, they didn't know whether they were fighting their enemy or their own men, and they were all so confused that God had given him the victory through this great sound of noise and crashing and things. We can't understand it, it seems ridiculous. It seems strange, and so many people come into the glory meeting, and they look round, and they see all kind of queer things happening, and folks doing strange things, and all kinds of noises, and they say, what on earth is this? But do you know something? It's in all this chaos, as the natural man sees it, that there's the deliverance. And that's it. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Not as men see it, but as God sees it. And God uses the ones that we least expect. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad because God can use anybody and he can use anything. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it says, Israel, I had never had such a victory as this. Through one little man that was sat in his backyard, petrified, threshing a bit of corn, watching for the enemy. But because he was willing to trust God, he put the fleece out. He knew it was God. Praise the Lord. And it brought such a mighty victory. Oh, hallelujah. And when you know it's God, 
You're not bothered about the enemy, the things round about you, the people, everything that comes in opposition to against, against you, it doesn't matter about the numbers. It doesn't matter how strange they are or what they're doing. If God is on your side, praise the Lord, it makes all the difference. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that God is on our side. You know, this morning I went into town in Barnsley and we were walking up the main shopping street where it's ever so busy. And I said to my little girl, what are we doing walking up here? And immediately I said it, I looked round and there was a young lady and she had a big pile of books. And she said, would you buy one of these? I said, are you one of the moonies? She said, well, yes. And so I started telling her about Jesus and telling her that she was brainwashed instead of blood washed. And, 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 I, I, and I was speaking to her about the Lord, but she, she said, um, I cannot understand everything. She'd come from Spain, I believe, and she hadn't been in this country very long. And so I, th I thought, oh, I'll, I'll look in my shopping bag. I usually have some tracks, but when I looked in, the only ones I had were smoking tracks. And I thought, well, they're not suitable. And just as I was saying this, a sister was passing that I know well, and I said to my little girl, hey, go and ask Marjorie if she's got some gospel tracks. And she just the very ones that I needed. And she came, as, and we witnessed together to this uh, young lady. And I said, you don't agree with me, and I don't agree with you. I said, but if you believe in God, as you say you do, and you're of the same spirit, I says, now, when I pray for you, I says, God is going to move on you by the Holy Ghost. I said what Henry says. I says, and you'll never be the same again. And I felt the spirit of the Lord, and I, I laid hands on her in the middle of the, the town, and I prayed for her, and I thought, well, what she hasn't understood, what I've said to her, it doesn't matter. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. And it's what God does through the spirit. It's not what we do. It's not what we say, it's how we allow the Holy Ghost to move through us. Praise the Lord. And I said, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. You know, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, you have no need that any man shall teach you. And you know, the Lord's been speaking to me this last week, and he's been showing me how stupid I've been. I've, if I've wanted to know anything or I've been doubtful, going to the deacons of the church, he said, you, you haven't to go to any man. You have to come to me. You have to do it my way. And I had to confess, you know, every answer that we need, it's in Jesus. Hallelujah. We don't need an overseer or a pastor or anybody to tell us what to do when Jesus said, this is the way, walk ye in it. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I thank God tonight for this way, hallelujah. The way of the cross, hallelujah. The way of Jesus, praise the Lord. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Spoke just the same 25 years ago in the 1950s on Mansfield Market. With hundreds of people, the same message today, it hasn't varied, with the same power, with the same deliverance. This gospel works and it lasts. God bless you, Dr. These are the two what had the baby dedicated a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And how's the baby getting up? Oh, he's lovely. Is he? Yes. <laughs> so he's in love. 
Hey, was Something he? Well, that's wonderful. And for you dedicate him, Michael got wonderfully saved. I can see as a new man, something's happened to him. He's just going to tell you how he feels. Yeah, I feel wonderful. I'm, I'm glad the Lord saved me. Henry brought me up that day. I, I didn't know really what I was getting myself into. I, I thought, <laughs> well, what's going on? I've only been to two meetings before that, and I, I just wondered, well, is it the right thing or isn't it? And I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a go and I'll see what it's like. And it just felt, I feel different. I just feel different in my body. My soul feels different. I'm, that's it, glory. I just feel like praising the Lord. That's all I can say. There's, there's nothing you can add to it. There isn't, Michael. I do know why I'm so sure that you were delivered because immediately you started to praise the Lord. There was no persuasion. It was done by the Spirit. Beyond all your reasoning, I could witness with that. And you'll never be the same again, lad. Isn't it lovely? Well, I don't know, I don't know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be the same again. Now then, come on, tell them what it's like since you've got saved. Look, come on. Uh, tell them what it's like. Yes. <laughs> how do you, ah, how you feel about it all? Oh, I feel, oh, well, I felt so pleased when Michael was saved because that's what I've been praying for for so many weeks. Yeah. That, Well, really, months that I've been coming, that um, something that's been worrying me in my mind all the time was that, Perhaps I'd have to choose between um, God and my husband, you know, whether I'd have to keep coming or whether I'd have to stop coming because Michael didn't like it. And I think it was Denise or, or one of the family who once said that God would never make you choose. Um, you'd never have to make this decision. And I felt a lot better after. I knew that, that I'd never have to decide between them. And then God has shown me that I will never have to choose and that I'll have them both. And I think it's really wonderful. Thank you, Sandra. I've got a confession to make, and that is at Lowestoft. You came to Lowestoft for about two or three meetings, or I don't know. Two, yeah. Two, right. Oh. Well, I saw you in the meeting there, and I felt it was gradually coming on for me to, to fetch you out and claim you for the Lord. You know, I felt that was in my spirit. It was so deliberate, but I, I was just waiting to see what the right moment and then he was missing. He didn't come to another meeting. Well, I never did. I missed the boat again. But we didn't miss the boat. He came along here, didn't he? And I did the same thing here as what I wanted to do there. And it was God's time, Michael. So we've been after you a long while, you know. Oh, well, the Lord has. And now you're pleased about it. Give him a good clap. You know, the Lord gets more wonderful every day. I thank God, you know, for the way he's, the way he's brought me. Uh, you know, at, at Christmas time, I like ever so many other folks, I can't miss them without a job. And after working 40 years, it's, it's a funny feeling when you realise that they're in a safe job at the back on you. But you know, the Lord's brought us into a place we're, we're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I, I thank God for the, for the way he's brought me. He's become more real. I thought I was trusting him before. I thought I was leaning on Jesus before. But never like this. Living from one day to the next, trusting in him. And I'm not saying I'm making a fortune, but 
I'm working regular and I'm, 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 I'm earning a living and I thank him for it. And I've seen the, the goodness of God through, through your people. Uh, God's love working and I, I, I thank him for that and I, I praise him because it, it, it's wonderful. And it's a marvellous, you know, what, times when I get a bit down or, or, or sometimes I, I, I keep saying this over and over again, I know, but I, I dig Kenyon's books out. I have a book or two of Kenyon's and, I, and you know, and folks says, well, it's not in books. And I, I agree, it's not. It's an experience with God yourself. But to me, uh, reading a book is like listening to somebody's testimony. You can tell whether they've got it or they haven't. And to me, Kenyon's books is one of them, and I know for a fact that there's something in there, what was in him, what witnesses and my spirit witnesses with, and it makes me rejoice, and, and I thank God for that. And I, I, I read in, 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 them, uh, in his books, you know, and I was reading through, and it, it said, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he went on to say, you know, the shepherd, he cares for the sheep. The sheep don't care for themselves. They don't feed themselves. They, they don't find their own pastures or their own water. The shepherd does it all. He's responsible for protecting the sheep against the, the wild animals or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, it did, it did wonders for me, that did. He is my shepherd. I depend on him. And I can depend on him because he can, he can keep me, he can pay my way, he can pay my bills and he can lead me where, where work is and he can lead me into green pastures and besides still waters. And I thank God that Jesus is real and he works right down here on earth. It's not something like I used to believe, something up in the air, something way up there looking up to but he's right down here where I am and I thank God for that tonight bless you but, but do you know Paul I'd like to have you up quick come on my lad I'll put a strength you can come on your face I want to know how you're getting on my dog well I'm uh, I don't know exactly uh, I feel I feel like I'm taking God in more than what I've been doing but yes I don't feel fully committed I don't I know that for certain I think. Go on, let's have a bit more. Um, you just want to speak how you are, that's right. And this delivers you, you see, Paul. Yeah. Well, I think I'm getting there eventually. I want, I want to quicken it myself, but there's obstacles, there's always obstacles. I don't... I don't really know if I've got anything to say, really. I don't... Hey, glad you saved. Yeah. Well, put your hands up and praise the Lord then, Paul. Right up in here. Come on, right up in here. Praise, Clap, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come loud. Praise the Lord. Loud as Praise Lord. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now say it loud. All over again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For filling me. Thank you. I love you no more now, Lord. Come on. Come on. I love you more now. Come I love on. You more. I love That's you more. right. Now love me. Come on. 
you know, or we, we, we put our feet out of bed on a Monday morning, we, we pretend to believe that these are the things that are reality. But you know they never are, because when we come face to face with reality, we come face to face with Jesus. And you know, it just thrills me tonight to think that he is all my need, bless him. And you know that the, the assurance that we have within our soul, that we belong to him, and he's, you know, he's greater than any need that we shall ever have, or any battle that's ever got to come our way. Jesus Christ is the greatest reality that we shall ever know in our lives, bless him. Oh, you know, I'm so thrilled about him tonight, bless him. You know, I'm so thrilled that he stirred me up yet again tonight just to put my hand in his and to, to trust him and to know that he is a living reality. All the others seem to be dead and gone, but, you know, the problems that are going to face us in the coming days, they're nothing compared with Jesus. And I was thinking while each one of us was speaking tonight, you know, it is wonderful, bless him. It's so real, it's so precious. It's the Christ Jesus. You know, he is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and the morning star. He's all these things. But you know, the name that thrills me most of all is the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. That he knows just what we're going through. He cares for us. Bless him. But you know, when that woman came to him and she touched the hem of his garment, she'd got a problem. She knew she'd got a problem, but she knew that Jesus was the answer to a problem. And you know, there was that child that was vexed with a spirit that kept throwing him into a fire. And Jesus knew within himself that although that, that spirit was real, Jesus knew that he had the answer. He was the answer. He had the power to that, that boy's need. And you know, he was, he was when uh, poor old Lazarus was dead and there was all moaning, Jesus knew that he had the answer. He was the answer. And you know, when they said, when they started to talk, well, I know he'll rise again, Lord, at, at the resurrection. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life. And you know, it's good for us to claim these promises that when we see difficulties arise in our life, to remember that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he'll quicken your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. And you know, this is a wonderful testimony that we have of him. No wonder we love him. Oh, bless him. You know, and God, you know, I can feel just lately that God is doing something that I feel he's never done before in my life. Again, you know, when the Bible always talks about, as Jesus did, he spoke about everyday things, you know, and about, we've been talking about the harvest a lot lately. And, you know, as we look at the harvest, I remember when we was going to Thorpe Esley a long time ago and, and Faith looked over at some fields and it was a, a beautiful day and the, the sun was shining and, and she looked over and she said, what will that be in that field there? And I said, it'll be wheat. Wheat at this time of year? And I said, yes. I said, that wheat was sown in the winter time. And it was so, bless me, you know, that God was showing me, never mind what seasons God is taking us through. It's all necessary in our experience, the wintertime experience, the springtime experience, the experience when we're on the mountaintop. You know, it's, it's that we begin to feel different sometimes. 
But you know, we should never feel different towards Jesus and always give him his rightful place. The word of God says, and now he sitteth at the right hand of the Father, where he ever liveth to make intercession. He was the only one. He was the only one that ever rose to prove that he was triumphant over death and over hell. Bless him. And now he sitteth at the right hand of the Father, where he ever liveth where he ever liveth to make intercession. Praise the Lord. And the word of God says that if this same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he'll quicken your mortal body. No matter what we feel ourselves going through, whatever the season is, whether it's a wintertime experience or a summertime experience, bless him, he's just the same, hallelujah. And he loves me no matter what I'm going through or how I feel. I know that Jesus loves me. And I know that he, he, you know, he is just... He's just shouting for me, bless him. He's just urging me on. And he asked again tonight, bless him. No matter how I feel in myself, I know that Jesus is alive, bless him. I know he's alive in my experience. And this is our message, isn't it, to the world, that Jesus is alive. I'll